This is the Right Eye Dominant Podcast. Welcome to the Right Eye Dominant Podcast. I am your host, Nick Toro Jr. Today we're going to roll up our sleeves and get to work. We're going to talk about self-publishing. Get out there and do it yourself. Just a quick note before we get into this discussion. I do want everyone to realize that this does not just apply to photography or printing your photos or printing zines of your work, but any situation where you're trying to get your work, your creative work out into the world and you're faced with challenges and you're faced with the gatekeepers who are preventing you from reaching your audience. So this DIY attitude really applies to any creative pursuit. I'm just talking about it from my perspective, which is self-publishing photo books and zines. So without further ado, let's jump into the conversation. One of the things that I really enjoy as part of my creative practice is putting out my own work. Oftentimes that just means getting prints made of the photographs that I've created. But oftentimes I go beyond that and I create zines or self-published photo books. There's many reasons why you may want to self-publish a zine or photo book. You may be intimidated by the process. You may not even know what a zine or a photo book is. So I'm here to explain in very simple language the steps that I use to get my work out in the world in print form. Self-publishing, where do we start? Well, we can go back all the way into ancient history when there was communication between groups of people, it was generally left to speakers who would wander around and share stories to larger groups of people. Mankind learned to, this is like a, since the dawn of time, people have self-published, but really it's a means of communicating your ideas to people besides yourself, and it's finding a way to do it without actually using words. So you can trace us all back to the written language, but really if we're looking at, you know, the origins of self-publishing, publishing itself basically started back in 1439 when Gutenberg developed the first movable type for a printing press. Um, and that technology basically changed everything as it was as disruptive as possibly the internet is to us today. If we're looking at repeatable information in print form, which is really what Gutenberg brought to the world, a lot of that was focused on the written word. Most of it was religious texts. Most of it was controlled by powerful people, uh, powerful organizations, governments, church. There was, however, the opportunity for people whose voices weren't being heard to use the printed word 
to get their point across. And if you go back to the whole idea of pamphlets, uh, Thomas Paine, flyers on the street, dissenting voices being shared through means of communication that are easily obtainable and then shared with the public. With that spirit, we jump into more contemporary times and I'm going to focus on what I think are the origins of zines. If you look back, there's always been in some way or form alternative presses, alternative ways to print matter and get it out to the world. And to me, this is really important because it undermines the power structures of the people who are in control. We could just bring that down to the realistic control of publishing, publishing houses, companies that publish books, companies that publish photo books. There's no reason why you can't do it yourself. And especially now in the print-on-demand world that we live in, which is one of the greatest things about contemporary modern technology. You don't need to be ordained by a publishing company. You don't need to be chosen by a photo book publisher for people to see your work. So that's really what I want to talk about, and that's the spirit that drives everything that I do. I have a list of, of mottos or, or part of a self-devised manifesto that I, I use just to drive my own creativity. And one of the most important things on that list is this, circumvent the gatekeepers. And what does that mean? It means don't wait for someone to invite you to the party. You invite yourself to the party. And if you can't get through the front door, go around the wall and scale the wall and get in yourself. And that's what I like to do with my self-publishing. I might not be the greatest photographer in the world. I'm certainly not the worst photographer in the world. But I do want people to spend time with my photos. And I want people to spend time with my photos not staring at a computer screen, not staring at a smartphone, not scrolling through social media. I want people to spend time with my photographs. And you know what? Having a gallery show or being asked to exhibit is all well and good, but those opportunities are few and far between. So how do you reach a larger audience with your work? You can create a zine, you can create a photo book, you can print one copy, you could print 10 copies, you could print 100 copies, you can make the book available print on demand where the customer goes and pays at a third party website. That company prints your book and ships it to them. It's pretty easy and I'm gonna walk through how easy it is to get your work into print. Okay, so here we go, nice and simple. Step one. Take a photo. Step two, print the photo. You can get a photograph printed at Walgreens or Pharmacy on the Corner or plenty of websites that you could just send a digital file to. Or if you're a film shooter, shoot some film, develop the film, get in the darkroom, make a print. Okay, now you have a print or you might have a stack of prints. How do you get that in front of people? Well, very simply, you can make a copy of that photo on a Xerox machine, prints it out as eight and a half by 11, and you hold it up. That's not a zine, that's a flyer, okay? It's printed on one side. But take a blank piece of paper, fold it in half, 
Now you've actually created something that's got four pages. That could be a zine, very simply. No staples, nothing else on it. So here we go. You take four pictures. You place them on the Xerox machine. Front, one, two. Back, three, four. Fold the paper. Guess what? You have a zine. Nice and simple. Things can get more complicated. You can stack a bunch of folded pages together. Print on front and back. That's a zine. That's a multi-page zine. How many pages? It's up to you. They come in fours. Front, back, inside, left, inside, right. But if you stack them, that's in multiples of four. You can have a four-page zine, eight, 16, 20. You math majors out there can figure out going from that point. What's stopping you? Well, there's a technology divide, but let's simplify that. What if you went to Walgreens and got prints, little four by six prints of your photos and glued them front to back and then stapled them along one side? You just made a little flip book. To me, that's a photo zine and that's one of a kind. You can get five each of every photo and do that five times. Now you've got an addition of five flipbook zines. If you really want to simplify it, take your stack of photos, go to the copy store of your choice, not endorsed by any corporation, so I'm not going to name any. And then you just make copies on the copier machine of your photos, stack them, arrange them, print front to back if you want, write some words on the pages, make copies of those, staple them along the side. There you go. You've got a zine. It, again, it's, it's that simple. Let's make it a little bit more complex. You take that one piece of paper, you fold it in half. That's your simple zine, four pages, easy peasy. Well, if you get a stack of those pages and fold them together, then you've got a multi-page zine. And if you get yourself a stapler and pop two staples right down that middle seam, right in the, the middle gutter, as it's called, now you've got something that's called saddle stitched. That's a saddle stitch zine, and that keeps everything together. And it's easy to keep it folded, and it's easy to keep the pages in sequence the way that you see it. You know, you could do that yourself. You can go to office supply store and buy a regular stapler or they have special staplers that you can reach across a page and meet that middle seam a little bit easier. But you know what? It's a minimal investment and you're doing it yourself. You're not waiting for someone to invite you to the party and say, hey, we put out photo zines and we finally think that your work is good enough. And I'm not saying that to be bitter. I'm actually saying it to liberate yourself. Don't wait for someone to give you permission. Do it yourself. Up to now, everything's been pretty simple. This approach has been used by all sorts of underground cultures, and it still continues today. It's a great way for people who don't have a voice represented in mass media, still want to get their word, their images, their message out to the world. And this goes, you know, there's, there's been a huge tradition of this, especially counterculture um, all through the 60s, up through the punk rock DIY approach up till today. This is the way that you can get your perspective out into the world. And there's a whole community out there who's already doing this. And if you think that you're into something obscure, 
I bet you could find someone out there who's making a zine about it. Let's move a little further. Do you have a computer? Do you have a laptop computer? If you do, you probably have a word processing program, Microsoft Word or something equivalent of that. That's a page, that's a very simple page layout program, and you can drag photos into that from your computer. You could take pictures of things on your phone and then transfer those to the computer. You could do a simple page layout, type a few words under each photo, layout, page spreads, output that on your office printer or your home printer, or if you need to go to the copy store, if you've got a friend who works at the copy store, that's how they used to do it. You'd get a friend who worked in the copy store and then you'd go there at like two in the morning and they'd print out all your stuff for you. But um, that's a simple page layout. And then when you get those pages in sequence, you can fold them and stitch them. Again, saddle stitch them together. And then you have a zine. You could trim them down if you've got rough edges. If you want your photos to bleed off the page, you just trim it down so those photos now appear full page or full page spread. Very simple, very easy, again, very reproducible. If you've got a digital file, you save that file, you could print it out, you could send it somewhere else and have your friends print it out. They can add, subtract, or multiply, and that's really cool. Let's take this a step further. You've got some design chops. Maybe you've got the Adobe Creative Suite you use InDesign or Photoshop. You can create your zine in those programs. You can also use an online print-on-demand publisher who has their own page layout interface on their website. You don't have to be a techie person if you have basic skills of drag and drop and are able to type words and then spell check it. And if you're able to export your files at a resolution that are good to print, you can do this. The more skills you have, the more complicated or intricate your layouts can be. But it doesn't have to be that complicated. If you could create a layout and then save something as a PDF, you can get something printed on a digital press. Depending on where you live, there could be a digital press in your town. You can send it to them and have it printed. Walk in and get your, your zine, your photo book. There's plenty of companies online that do print on demand. Uh, this is a disclaimer. I am not paid to endorse any online companies. However, I do use MagCloud almost exclusively for my online on-demand printing. Why? Because I think it's a good combination of quality, not the best quality, but good quality, and it's a good price. So, you know, I could throw together a eight or 12 or 16 page zine. I can upload it to MagCloud. I could choose what size I want them to print it. I can choose how I want it bound, saddle stitch, like I mentioned earlier, or perfect bound, which is a nice cut and glued, you know, when you see a book that's got an, or a magazine that's got a nice squared spine, generally that's because that's a perfect bound book. So MagCloud can output that and send it to me and their shipping charges I have a little bit of an issue with, but you've got one sample book of what you just created. 
and you can proof with it or you can just say hey i made a book and then move on or you can fix the things that you don't like about it and send them a new pdf or you could say this looks fantastic now i want 500 copies well don't make 500 copies of anything because you won't sell them well you may one day but you can get five copies or 10 copies or 25 copies and then put them on your website sell them to your friends give them to your friends for free leave them on a street corner for free go to every little free library in your town like my town has one on every damn street corner at least in my neighborhood but i digress and uh you know give your work away or give them as presents or like i said sell them uh sell them at a at a show at a rock show sell them at a zine fest trade them with other people who are making zines share them on your social media and say hey i made this and you'll be surprised at how many people are actually interested in maybe getting one from you either for free or paying for it and the really cool thing is you did it and you did it all by yourself and you didn't wait for permission to do it and it looks good and even if it doesn't look good guess what you made it and you should pat yourself on the back and be proud of it That, in a nutshell, is sort of like a how do you get started in self-publishing zines and photo books. But, you know, it doesn't stop there. And, you know, I'm not going to ignore the fact that there are photo book publishers in the world. I'm not going to mention any of them by name. But, uh, well, yeah, I will. You've got your Mac publishing. You've got Aperture, who are the, the ivory tower of, of photo book publishing. You've got Gerhard Steidel, who puts out incredibly beautiful artistic photo books from his press in Germany. Someday, maybe one of us will be asked to create a book for one of those companies or the others that are like them. But for the time being, put out your own stuff. And it shows, if anything else, it shows proof of concept. It shows that you're confident in your own vision. It shows that you value your work enough to make it permanent, not just put it up on a website or ones and zeros or somebody scrolling through Instagram and liking it. You know what? That is all temporary. Print lasts, I'm not going to say forever, but it probably lasts longer than you and I will. And you've done it without waiting for that invitation. Although, if Gerhard Steidel, and if you're listening, uh, I would love to put out a book with Gerhard Steidel. I would put out a book if I didn't have to pay to play thousands of dollars, which is what a lot of photographers are doing. That's okay if you've, if you've got it. If you've got the money and that's how you want to spend it, that's great. Most people who do that approach are probably going to end up with boxes of photo books that they weren't able to sell, and now you got to store them in your garage or a storage shed. Meanwhile, you can print 10 copies of your own photo book and then sell them and move on, or you could print 10 copies, not sell any of them, give them away, go to the little free library and give them away. Just do it. The world will be a better place because of it. I hope you enjoyed this high-intensity rant about self-publishing. 
it all comes from a place of love. I want you to get your work in print and share it with the world, even if it's just that one copy that someone's going to find in your office years from now and say, wow, I didn't know you made this. That's really awesome. To wrap things up, this has been the Right Eye Dominant Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Toro Jr. If you liked everything I said, or if you liked most of what I said, consider subscribing to this podcast. I would love a review. I guess Apple or whoever treats you better if you have lots of starred reviews and I'll take it. If you didn't like what you heard, go to the rightidominantpodcast.com website. You could leave me a message there at the bottom of, of the page. Or if you did enjoy the show, you could leave me a message. I love to hear from the photo community. Thanks for listening. Till next time, stay well. This has been a production of rightidominant.art. The music and sounds for this episode are courtesy of the Free Music Archive, the Conant Project, and Soft and Furious.